Welcome everybody to Letter Now, a podcast where we nurture the hand lettering masters of tomorrow, today. My name is Martina Flor. I'm a lettering artist, author, and educator. And today we're going to talk about finding your passion and your personal brand or voice as an artist. We'll speak about how to find your passion, if this is actually something you find or is like something that is hidden somewhere. Um, we will touch on how to stand out in the crowd with your work. And we'll talk about developing your unique profile as an artist and attracting the opportunities and the clients you want to attract. And for this, I have a great lettering master here with me, Ivan Castro. Ivan is from Spain. He's a graphic designer that specializes in lettering, calligraphy, and typography. He's also the author of uh, the bestseller ABC to Custom Lettering. Um, so, hello, Ivan. Thank you for Hi. being here um, on the podcast today. Did I miss something in the presentation? How will you introduce oh, yourself? So how, how will you define yourself and your work? How will you present yourself? Yeah, well, I, I come from a graphic design environment. So I, I, you know, I studied graphic design, used to work in graphic design studios. But at, at some point, I decided uh, that I wanted to focus on um, handmade letter forms. Um, parallel to uh, studying graphic design, I had a background on calligraphy. So mm -hmm. I wanted to... Um, to, to yeah to focus on calligraphy and later it it uh, it it, um, it came lettering as well mm -hmm. and some type design so yeah basically what I do is calligraphy lettering type design uh, everything under a graphic design point of view because it's what I used to do so um, yeah it's it's for me graphic design I, I work as a graphic designer uh, regarding the process. Mm -hmm, great. So I invited you to discuss today's topic because I feel you have a clearly, you know, you have clearly a focus on lettering and calligraphy. Uh, you know, you're a graphic designer, as you said, but you have a focus on, on, yeah, yeah on creating letter forms in, with different techniques. Um, and you seem to have, you know, you seem to have found your passion there or your interest there. But your also your work, I feel, is so distinct, and so you know it stands out in the crowd. And you know, I feel that also the the way you look, like the things you like, the music you listen to, and your work are like perfectly synchronized. And um, I will add a link. I will add a link to to Ivan's uh, website and Instagram account so that you can, if you don't know his um, his work, I will add that to the show notes. So if you don't know his work, you will know exactly what I'm talking about when you see his work. Um, and you know, when I when I see Ivan, I can totally understand the kind of work he does. Um, and I think this is a very good example of an artistic expression. Or when we speak about like finding your voice or your personal brand as an as an artist, I think that you represent that perfectly, you know. And um, I would like to to before we start with the with the um, with the listeners' questions, you know that this is like a listener-driven show, and we we answer to questions from listeners. But before we get into that, I would like to to ask you, like, how do you see this? You also find a connection between your interests and your work. How do you bring that together? It's interesting that you say that because I I claim uh, not to have a particular style. Uh, because I, I tend to uh, run from this uh, because I, I want my my work to be as, as versatile as possible. Mm -hmm. So that's why I work uh, always under different uh, techniques and strategies. So sometimes I work with um, more calligraphic tools. Sometimes I work in digital. Uh, sometimes in some at uh, some point in between, and I like to work with classic letter forms. Also, with some more modern letter forms, um, taking inspiration from very different places. But I, I guess that it's the way I work that links everything together, and not the the final result. So yeah, I I I, I, I know what you say that when you uh, have an overview of my work, there is something in common, even though it's a Roman capital or or it's some uh, monster type uh, from the sixties. Um, and uh, it's also true that my personal interests sometimes show up, mm. uh, but that's, uh, you cannot avoid that because if you are, for example, into 
punk rock and you like punk rock, eventually it will come a punk rock band and will um, ask you to design the cover of a record or a logotype. So uh, that's the point when your personal interests, your 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 inputs um, mix with your professional uh, life. So uh, it's not something I have pursued. It's it's more something that just happened and in a very natural way. So I, I think this is the way you get your personal style. You, you are not looking for it. Mm. Uh, it's just that you have it and it's it's that you know it's that tacky sentence that you have to be yourself mm. uh, well it's, it's true. you 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 have actually to you don't have to make up a character uh it's you just have to let go what you have inside uh it, it can work or eventually it will work yeah yeah that's so interesting because um i totally see what you you are speaking about i can see in your work that you you can approach many different styles and many different letter forms. And I think I think we I can resonate with that because we are both graphic designers and perhaps we have a similar way of approaching projects that is like very problem solving and not so uh, from an artistic side of point of view. Right. So you're more there to, you know, to bring a, a, a solution to the problem and therefore, you know, it's it's not about your style, but it's about the style that is required for that project, right? So, um, but I can, yeah, and, I, and I, I can totally relate to that idea of like, despite trying to, um, you know, to approach different styles, people tell you that they can see a very distinct style in you or that when they see something, it's very Ivan or it's, you know, like, do you get these yeah, moments? Yeah. yeah, so I think there's something definitely that definitely comes out in, in what we do, like something personal or our way of doing stuff that definitely comes out. But I think it's so clever or so freeing the way you put it, that you say like, it's not something you should, you know, put pressure on and kind of pursue to find it. It's something that actually comes out naturally, right? And like the more you do, the, the, the more you are in that, in that work or in the work you do, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's also some some um, feedback with uh, what you have done. It resonates, and when you will do, it's an evolution. Being totally uh, rupturistic with your work, I think that's not possible. And if, if you do that, uh, maybe you're putting yourself in some sort of um, uncomfortable position. Um, th there is another cliche, and it's that about uh, getting out of your comfort zone. It's like Fuck you! I don't want to get out of my comfort zone. I'm really, really fine here. I can look outside. I can buy something and get it into my comfort zone. But I don't know if uh, there's mm. too much pressure with that. It's like ah, it works, so I I can move in 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 certain radio. But mm. it's not that you have to get yourself out of your comfort zone always. I mean, do your best. What you where where you are and it, it will go good yeah yeah also i think that um that we work or some of us work so hard to get to that comfort zone and then you have to get out of that comfort zone right um like so i mean and and it could be a decision like it could be you know it could be a trigger of a lot of things like to move yeah. out of your comfort zone and that's totally acceptable but it doesn't need to be that way you know oh. it, that way no, uh, no yeah. yeah yeah i can totally relate to that so let's go into um let's get into some of the um listener questions uh, we will start by answering voice messages um you can send us your voice memos with questions and comments by simply going to martinaflor.com slash voice message or email your recording to podcast at martinaflor.com um so let's listen to the first voice message from eric in vienna Hi, I was wondering how did you get to become a lettering artist professionally? Uh, how did you find out that your um, passion is something that you could do for a living? Because I'm, I have a lot of interest in a lot of things that I'm doing and I want to, or I'm struggling to find out which one to pursue and uh, become professional in, or maybe even make a living of that. Thank you so much for uh, listening and um, looking forward to hear from you. 
So there's two things in Eric's question. I think one of them is how to find your passion, which is, I, you know, um, I, I think it's a pursuit that many have, like, you know, what am I passionate about and how can I, how can I find that, right? And the other one is whether you need to make a living with your passion or not, right? Because you could have a passion and not necessarily make a living of that, right? Like make a living with something else. So, and this is also like, you know, finding your passion is also a thing of our times. It's similar to this, like, leave your comfort zone. There's this other quote, which is like, find your passion. Um, and personally, I feel that passion is not something you find, like it's hidden somewhere, you know. Passion is something you develop through, you know, through making and um, through getting to so to know something deeply. Or this is actually what, what happened to me, right? Um, or from my perspective, this is what... This is the way I developed a certain passion for my craft, right? By doing that repeatedly, by putting a lot of work. Um, and I say this because I feel that many of you listening might be waiting to find it. You know, you might be very frustrated because you're not finding that passion that will like lead you through your life. Um, and you know, you're waiting for that sign where you're suddenly experimenting, you know, if you're experimenting with different things, you're waiting for that sign that where you are like suddenly saying like, oh, I found my passion. And I think this is a total illusion, right? Um, you might find, I think what could happen is that you might find yourself fascinated by something or you are experimenting with, I don't know, illustration or you're experimenting with lettering and then you're fine, you find yourself like fascinated by that. Um, and then if you really pursue that for a while and you get to know that craft, you might develop a passion, right? But the passion is not something that you have up front, it's something that comes like, you know, after a while, right? And there's a, a book that speaks about this topic that I will I will uh, give you the name uh, of this book later now, later in, in, in one of our segments, which is called Better Now. Um, but I think this, this definitely speak about, it speaks about that, that um, you know, that idea of finding your passion or that myth of finding your passion. Um, but, you know, from my experience, Ivan, I'm passionate about lettering because I put so much work in it. And, like, I feel that now with lettering, I get to see letter forms in a, at a level um, that I didn't, I couldn't do before, like I couldn't do when I started 10 years ago. And this is what also uh, fascinates me about the world of lettering, that I understand it and I can see the, the minimal variations that it has. And this is what, you know, but what lightens me up, right? And what, did, what are your thoughts? What, how did your passion for lettering started and, and what is your take on this idea of like find your passion and developing a passion? Uh, in my case, um, the passion for letter forms uh, it popped up uh, popped up uh, really early. I, I learned to read really really young, like age three or something, uh, reading signs on the street, and my mom couldn't believe it, and I could read signs on the street, and and that was the beginning because I was. Uh, really uh, appealed, really attracted by by that um, by that signs, and I used to read comic books and paid more attention to the to the headlines or to the lettering of the comic books that at the illustration itself. Um, time warp to when I started uh, to study graph uh, design. I started to uh, I started to study uh, product design and not graphic design at the very beginning. But at the same school, there were uh, graphic design students that uh, had a, a class on calligraphy, and I somehow um, managed to get uh, their their handouts and practice calligraphy at home without even attending the class, and that was because I needed to do that. Um, what I want to say is that it's really um, uh, innate of me uh, mm. to, to, to be attracted for letter forms. I have another passion, mm. uh, like music, like photography, but this one is the one I'm kind of good at. Mm. So I have focused my professional life on this. Um, but as I say, it's something that I was very aware of it since I was a child. If you're in your 30s and you're still looking for your passion, it's because 
you don't have a very specific one. I, I mean, I, I, I don't want to be mean or rude, but mm. uh, you don't have to find your passion. Uh, you have already found it if you have one. It's like your style. You don't have to find your style. Uh, you already have one. Just have to unearth it a bit or, or believe on it. Maybe you're passionate about, I don't know, um, uh, harvesting artichokes, for example, and you find this couldn't be a, it's like, come on, harvesting artichokes, is that a passion? I want to be an illustrator. Yeah, but maybe what you have to do is harvest harvesting mm. artichokes and you're the shit doing that. And set that free, set that feeling free. Mm. I'm very passionate about photography, always carrying a, a, a camera in my pocket. But I, I know I'm, I am not very good. I, I'm a terrible photographer, but that doesn't stop me of keeping uh, taking photos on the street. Uh, but what I'm good at, I'm going all for this. Mm. So yeah, on, on one side, uh, your passion is something you already have. It's like you say, it, it's hidden somewhere and you have to find it. Mm. Maybe it's right after your nose and you have to see it and you're not paying attention enough. On the other side, um, can your passion be your uh, profession? Can, can you make a living out of your passion? Uh, maybe you can uh, if you're good enough and if you work hard enough to make a living out of it or if uh, your passion is something that, that can actually be a, a, a job, you know, because sometimes Passions are meant to be a, a hobby, and, and that's it, and it's fine. Mm. I think it's a bit overrated, that thing of, hey, I want to make a living out of my passion. Maybe, maybe. I mean, the world needs pe people that works in every single, every single thing. Uh, before uh, becoming a letter artist, I have worked in a lot of things that I don't want to do again, but I'm very proud of, and that's fine. And you can work uh, at a supermarket and go home and do illustration and that will be fine. Mm. Sometimes you get some freelance job. Sometimes that freelance job will keep you busy all the weekend. And sometimes you could quit your daytime job and be brave enough to be a professional illustrator. Mm. But I don't think this is something you have to pursue because it can it can be very frustrating if you don't uh, get it immediately because we are used to very immediate um, uh, to very immediate results right mm. now and things doesn't work that way usually so yeah uh, don't, don't get too frustrated and don't, don't put your, too much pressure on you with that uh, passion becoming a living thing because it's it's not always um, that way yeah, that's there's so many things to unpack of uh, from what you said. Like one of the things is like, do you really need to put that pressure on a passion so that you can make a living of it? Can you just enjoy that passion and like, you know, just do it on your free time or like allocate a, a, a piece of your day to pursue that passion? But um, I think that's so so freeing as well as a as a as a line of thought to think that hey you don't need to make a living out of your passion so yeah. that's one of the things um the other thing that i think is so interesting from what you said is like perhaps you know perhaps it is about finding your passion but perhaps the passion is already there you need to like just um, look at the things you're doing and try to identify what are the things that you're doing or you have been doing throughout the years that is consistent and you have developed a skill with and uh, kind of double down on that, right? Because I feel that we hear these stories about like, people who pivoted careers and actually one of the episodes that I that I uh, from the podcast were were I think that the the last one was with uh, uh, Belinda Koo she's also like a lettering artist and she was um a um a bio bio ah, biotechnology something or something in a totally different um uh, area or discipline and she pivoted careers right and she is now like a successful lettering artist right but I feel that her um, her 
example is like very unique, you know, it doesn't happen that often that you suddenly pivot careers and you like thrive in that. Um, actually, perhaps a more clever way will be to find out the things you have been doing since you're a child, like you, for instance, and try to like really go deep into that, like try to look in yourself, what are your interests? And maybe if you put work and you dedicate yourself to that, you will develop a passion for that, right? And, 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 the, and the, the, the goal of making a living out of it, have to, you have to consider that that should be very, very far away. Mm. Uh, sometimes I get messages from on Instagram from people that, hey, I, I just discovered that I want to be a professional lecture artist that I have discovered my passion and you have a look at their profile and it looks very amateurish and, and mm. it's because they have been doing calligraphy for six months and it's like have you been doing calligraphy for six months and you already are thinking about becoming a professional calligrapher you you you, sh you won't enjoy it that way I mean you have to do calligraphy because you you love it or lettering mm. or illustration or photography or whatever mm. Just enjoy uh, the learning process. Eventually, at some point, if you're lucky and professional enough, ah, it, you you will make it. But it doesn't have to be an, a goal on its way. Being a professional letter artist, you have to do lettering because you love it, and good luck with it. Um, it's it's. I mean, it's. I always say that for me, lettering is not a hobby because mm. it's my job. Mm. But I understand that for many people it can be a hobby, a hobby. Sorry, as as the same way I do photography as a hobby, and a photographer maybe will uh, raise his brow looking at what I do. But I don't really care because I do it at, I do it for for fun. So that, that that's what you have to pursue at, at at that point to have fun and let's see what happens. Yeah, I mean, I think that will make like a. A, a, an entire new podcast uh, speaking about like you know how important it is to develop your skills first um, yeah. before you think of making a living um, um, out of that uh, so Eric to answer to your question what I can tell you or what we can like extract from the conversation right now is that if you're looking for your passion start first by looking at the things you are already doing and um, and you know this way you will find out what your interests are and you know what you have already developed skills with because you have been doing that for a while or you have been experiencing that for a while um, and you have developed skills on that for a reason as well you know so perhaps doubling that on that uh, on on this skill or uh, kind of going deeper into that will help you find your passion um, that sort of sums up in the in the idea of like yeah perhaps it's about finding your passion or finding that interest within you and then putting the work so that that becomes a passion of yours if that makes sense i hope so so let's go on to the um second let's move on to the second voice message from laura Hi, my name is Laura. I am loving this podcast. Thank you so much for creating this space. I have a question for Ivan. I wanted to know what is a good way to stand out with your work? Um, I mean, there are so many lettering designers out there and finding a unique style is not easy. So how did you deal with this? So much to unpack from these questions. First, the idea, the, the idea that you need to have a style that we were touching on before, um, that I think also it will make an extra podcast, you know, just, just to speak about style and whether you need a style or not, or whether, how to find a style. Um, so yeah, that, that will make a, a different pod, podcast. But the other thing here is the perception that there's a lot of lettering artists out there and that is, it's hard to stand out. Yeah. And it's funny, Ivan, because um, I recently sent an email to my private email list um, about this. And the subject, the subject of the email was, the lettering market, market is oversaturated. 
And the opening rates of this specific email were over the roof, were nothing like my other emails. And they have good opening rates, but this was like everyone opened this email. Um, so I believe this, questions, this question that Laura had um, might resonate with a lot of the listeners. Um, so thank you, Laura, for asking that. Um, but I feel that you, Ivan, you definitely stand out with your work. You know, this, this thing that I was saying in the beginning that there is, you know, everything you is synchronized or feel synchronized, like your interests, the way you look, the way you speak, the, the you know, the, your, uh, the culture in your background, um, the, you know, the work you do. Um, so everything is sort of synchronized. Um, so what do you think makes you stand out in the, in the crowd? And what can, what would you say to Laura so that she can do the same? Yeah, I think that uh, part of the thing is that, I mean, I, ha I have been doing calligraphy for more than 20 years. Mm. So that means that I started to get uh, a really, a really strong interest of it before uh, social media existed and um, lettering was a thing. So uh, that means that w uh, when all this exploded, let's say 10 years ago, uh, I already had some sort of criteria uh, at the time of developing a, a project or selecting um, uh, reference or uh, the, the thing is, what I would say, as um, in, long story short, is that you should look outside social media mm. because there is some sort of endogamic feeling that if I follow certain letter artists, is because I love what they do. I, and it's completely unconscious. But if I follow a series of letter artists, it's because I love what they do. And when I start to do my own uh, projects, somehow it will look the same they do. And at some point, someone will follow you and will do the same. And it's everything looks a bit the same nowadays. So the thing is, since I started to develop a taste for letter forms before all this exploded, uh, and I tend to look for reference outside social media, like uh, old advertising, old magazines, old movie posters, all that tends to, um, yeah, to look outside the box, to think outside the box, sorry. Mm. Uh, I think that at the end, what I do is not just uh, looking another kind of reference uh, to stand out. It's because I look at the things I love. Mm. Um, again, hearing that your body, it's important. And um, trying mm. to... Um, yeah, I'm trying to put in words all that feeling. Um, yeah, you, you, you have to, to trust more your, your guts. You have to trust uh, your feelings, what you like, and not try to look like um, the girl next door. Because, uh, yeah, you have to run from that endogamic feeling I'm, I'm talking about. Again, I, I sometimes tend to uh, talk in a in a kind of uh, um, I don't want to be despotic. I don't want to sound like uh, everything is bullshit. Uh, no, everything is fine. It's just if if you ask me, what I do is just that I, I tend to look for reference in other places uh, rather than you know the bread and butter of your Instagram daily feed. Yeah, that's interesting. I think it's a good uh, advice for for Laura and also for everyone listening like that living, you know, looking outside the box, the box we can call like uh which is, you know, actually um manifested in Instagram, looking outside the box of Instagram will not only give you like new sources of in uh, inspiration, which will allow you to develop a more personal style, um, if that's what you're looking, um, so that you you don't, you stop looking at what others do, and then that influences the, the work you create. Um, but also, leaving the box will sort of, sort of, you know, liberate you from this 
this perception that you know there's a lot of lettering artists out there because what what Ivan you were saying right now is that of course we follow lettering artists like yeah, I yeah, yeah. my feed is full of lettering artists and and type designers so my perception of the world is that little box of Instagram where I feel that everyone is doing what I'm doing right um, but there's a much bigger world outside in which you can thrive and you can be unique right so I think that's you know that's a good advice in 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 those two aspects for you Laura and for everyone listening that leaving that box will help you first develop a more unique style but also will help will um sort of clean away or wash away this perception of that that the the market is oversaturated because that is not true it's just that you are looking only at those that are doing what you're doing right now whether that yeah. is lettering or illustration or calligraphy right I, I want to explain an anecdote that yeah. can illustrate very good what we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, Martina, you, you remember last time we met, and that was in Berlin Letters a couple of years ago. Yeah. And we we were at that dinner party. So that's a, that's and, a that's a conference here in Berlin, just for those that don't know. Yeah, and and um, it was a conference that we both attended as speakers, and mm -hmm. we were. At, at a dinner party with uh, other speakers hmm. and uh, 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 the, day, the, day, uh, the day next I had some free time in the morning and, and we were uh, we were talking with Sol, with Sol Matas as well and it was like hi and wh what are you doing tomorrow? Uh, are you going to the Bookstaben uh, Museum? And I was like, uh, nope, I, I will go to the Ramones Museum. Uh, and, and it was like, uh, there is a Ramones Museum in Berlin. And I was like, uh, yeah, there is a Ramones Museum and it's in Kreuzberg. And instead of going to the Buxtaben Museum, that was the, the, the obvious choice when you're in Berlin and you love letters, I went to the Ramones Museum uh, and it was full of um posters and records and other kind all kind of ephemera about that specific punk rock band so that's what i'm talking about um that, that's what uh thinking outside the box means is like mm. you can get inspiration that you that it will go to your work in any place so yeah and look how interesting because that is that that thing you were going to visit actually is really connected with your own interests so the more you pursue your own interests the more that will show up in your work so everything connects and i think laura um i think these are really good insights for you um laura i want to invite you to sign up for uh, my lettering tips newsletters um because you know i there's thousands of people who signed up for my private newsletter and they they basically sign up because they want to receive free lettering tips which they do uh, but they get a lot more than that they get inspiration and reflections like you know this one that we just discussed with Ivan um, so if you're having these sort of questions uh, you will totally benefit from this uh, newsletter and the content I deliver there is totally free you can sign up on martinaflor.com slash lettering tips so Thank you, um, Laura and Eric, uh, for sending those questions. We are moving um, on to our next section. And I think in this section, we are going to answer just one of the questions. I have two questions today, but I don't want to go over time. Um, this section or this segment of our show is called um, inspirational quote time. You know, we all love quotes like uh, lettering artists love to illustrate quotes. And in this section, we do our best to answer questions from our listeners on social media with a quote. So that's a little bit of a challenge, um, uh, Ivan. We later put these quotes uh, or maxims on our show notes so that listeners can letter them or they can share them on social media. Ivan, no pressure here. The truth is that we will, we will rumble around uh, to try to find an answer and try to put together a quote. If we do it, then great. If not, then don't worry. We will put something together later on and we will make you sound great, you know? Uh, well, so Right now, it, it's Friday afternoon while we record this. So, yeah, don't, don't, yeah, don't be too uh, exigent, yeah. <laughs> okay, good. So uh, here's the first question from uh, Gaito Color. This is like the, the um, Insta Instagram handle. So how do you continue doing the same work, the same for so many years? I'm having too many good ideas and it's hard to stick to just one idea and give myself time. 
So interesting. I feel um, this is like the syndrome of our time, right? Like the expectation that we need to have results right now. Otherwise, we move on to the, the next thing, right? And I have a quote because I read this, this uh, question so that you can also think of your quote uh, already, Ivan. Um, but I already read uh, Guy Tokolor's uh, question before, and I wrote a quote for you. So deciding where you want to go is half of the work. The other half is giving consistent steps to get there. And I would say that consistency is essential for developing passion and a personal brand and a style and, you know, anything that makes you unique because, or almost everything, I think consistency is so essential, you know, it's like very important to to do something consistently to, consistently to reach your goals, right? So going from A to B, requires work and requires consistent steps towards that goal, right? Um, the question is always like how much you want that and how much you're willing to put work on that. So if you, um, Gaito Color, are trying a lot of different stuff right now and you don't give them time or you don't put time um, or allocate time for one of them at least, it's, it's going to become really hard for you to become good at that, right? So what's your take on this, Ivan? Um, how do you, you know, continue doing what you do and, you know, keep moving forward? It's, it's difficult because, uh, yeah, what, what you have to do is focus on one thing uh, and probably is the thing that you're going to get more... Uh, output from mm. it. Mm. Uh, if you put too much energy on something and you don't get any benefits, it mm. can be frustrating. So you, it, it doesn't have to be immediate. Okay. So yeah, you have to be constant and you have to have faith in what you do. Uh, but if finally it, it doesn't work because probably you don't have the talent because yeah, uh, effort is, of, of course, effort is something you, you have to put in things, but you have to, you need to have something inside you, some, let's call it talent. Okay. Um, mm. uh, if I don't have a better word, I, I'm not 100% uh, sure that talent is the word, but I, I don't have a better one. So if you, if you have to put a lot of effort, but you have, I'm, I'm kind of making a mess of myself, but you need some talent as well. Hmm. Uh, if you put both things, uh, it will work. It will work sooner or later. It will work, but you have to focus on one thing because if you try to, uh, in Spanish, there is, um, um, uh, an idiom, which is, uh, dar palos de ciego, uh, to, um, hit, uh, it, it's like a blind man hitting things. If you go like that, trying to uh, trying to hit some different things without putting too much attention in any of them, uh, it, it it won't work. So focus on one thing, and it will work. And if if it doesn't, move uh, to another one. But one thing at, at a time. Great. So uh, we are, yeah, I love that. I, we're gonna put this this quote uh, on the show notes later. We're gonna put it together and then add it to the show notes. So we're moving yeah. on to the second question from Cami. So, how do you find work in the area you want to grow? So I guess Cami is asking how you can attract more of the work you want to do. So if she wants to do or he um, wants to do. Um, more lettering work uh, or more work in logotype design, whatever that is. Um, how do you, you know, attract more of the work you want to have, right? Which relates to the concept of kind of personal brand and, you know, artistic voice and all of the things that we've been discussing uh, throughout the show. Um, so I, I also put together a quote for you, um, Kami, and I will, I will elaborate on that afterwards. The... The opportunities we attract mirror the message we give to the world. So that means that attracting the clients you want to have is primarily in your hands. And this is, this is actually a good way of putting it because it empowers you. It means that you are 
like the boss of your life and your opportunities, right? But first you need to start by yourself. You need to look at what makes you unique, um, which is not only the work you do, but also, you know, in, you know, Ivan is a perfect ex example of that. The way you speak, the way you communicate with people, the way you, um, you know, you, your website looks like, and uh, the way you dress, like everything, everything you sort of, um, is what connects with, with other people, right? Or other people connects not only with your work, but with you as a person as well and as a creative. Um, so first I would say that um, you should start by yourself and defining what is, you know, what you want to do and what makes you unique. And once you can communicate that properly to the world, the opportunities, opportunities that come to you will start mirror that, right? Which... I feel, Ivan, that that doesn't need to be static. You know, my interests or the things I wanted to do five years ago are not the same that I want to do today, right? This is something yeah. fluid. This is something that moves and changes throughout time. Um, but, you know, first you need, to, you need to empower yourself to believe that you are you know, you own this, like you are in charge of like creating opportunities for yourself. And um, the message you give to the world brings you the, or connects you with the opportunities you are looking for, right? Um, what, what would you say Kami, uh, to Kami, Ivan, in this case? Um, uh, to, to be honest, I don't exactly remember Kami's uh, question, but so I- So how, how do you find your work or how do you find work in the area you in the area you want to grow? Like how do you attract the clients you want to uh, yeah. you want to attract and you know do more of the work you want to do? Yeah, I mean it's it's a mix of the work you've done previously and uh, the goals you put yourself. So mm. I think that if if you want to get more clients, I don't know, for example in the wine industry, let's say a wine industry, hmm. uh, you have to build yourself a portfolio on that. And it doesn't, at, at the very beginning, it doesn't really matter if it's a real work or not. It's just make yourself proficient with that. I mean, uh, do real projects, even if they're, if they're not real, uh, do projects that are um, taken seriously and not just sitting with Procreate uh, on your codes for one evening. Hmm. Um, so you have to make yourself a portfolio with the type of work you want to do. And then with that, that is your weapon to approach your potential clients. And that, 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 that is the thing. I mean, uh, you cannot expect to write someone, to, work, to write to some uh, creative agency or graphic design studio uh, to sell you as a freelance artist and you have nothing to show or you have something to show that uh, maybe it doesn't match what you want to do. Um, for example, my my good friend Uriol Miro. If you look at his portfolio, he uh, always uh, he only have one kind of work, which is very calligraphic oriented. And I know that he does other kind of work, but he doesn't include it in his portfolio because mm. he wants to show what he wants to be asked for. And, and that's very wise. Um, the image you give, it's what you will be asked to make, uh, mm -hmm. because it will be what people expect from you. Be careful with that, because that can be dangerous as well. Um, because sometimes uh, the phone rings. Okay, the phone doesn't ring anymore, but you know. <laughs> The phone rings and, and someone is asking me for some sort of work that I used to do uh, seven years ago. And maybe me as a person is not interested in doing that anymore because it's like, hey, been there, done that. Or why don't you ask me for something that takes me slightly out of my comfort zone? <laughs> um, and, and at the end, it doesn't matter. It, it's what they need. So maybe they need that. So, okay, let's do that. But if you talk about what you want to do as a professional, um, start doing start doing that already. Uh, eventually, it will come as a professional project. That's super good. That's so tangible also. Like, um, you know, as an artist, um, your portfolio is a, a strong message, right? And 
you know, it should match the kind of work you want to do. Um, So we touch on so many things um, on the conversation, like we touch about, you know, leaving your comfort zone and if you need to leave your comfort zone or not. We spoke about like, um, you know, finding your passion and whether whether you know finding your passion is about finding that somewhere else or actually looking inside you and what your interests are and like doubling that on doubling down on that um so also we spoke about which will make another episode we spoke about like the importance of um getting really good at your work and you know through work um reaching like a unique um, a unique voice as an artist and unique um, personality as an artist and how your interests and the things you like, the music you listen to are um, the place to look for um, differentiators. So this is your unique interests is what makes you different from everyone else out there in the in the market, right? Um, and... You said something that I think is really, um, really important as well, like how to, you know, how putting together talent and skill and work, all of it needs to be in the mix to actually um, stand out in the crowd, right? Like there is no quick fix. There is no quick result here. It's about like being consistent um, in you know, following your interests and putting work into that. And eventually you will find your passion. You will find also a personal brand or a a uniqueness to your work, right? Everything connects um, with each other, right? Um, So we are moving now to the last section or segment of um, of our show, which is uh, called Better Now, and in this segment, we we share something we are happy about or something that has changed our lives lately that might help our listeners as well. It could be something really, really important, really transcendental, or something really silly. It could be a, a book you read or a Netflix uh, series, or it could be something like, I don't know, me- you started meditating and then you want to, you know... Um, provide it to the audience that they can try it as well. So is there something that you're currently happy about or that has made you smile lately or had, has, has made your, your life better? Absolutely, yeah. Uh, recently, I read a book. Uh, let, let me find out the, the title in English because I have read it in Spanish. Yeah. Uh, um, it's a book by Michael Pollan. Mm-hmm. Sorry, uh, We're going to add this to the show notes um, later so that everyone can um, can buy it or read it. It's funny. I'm also going to recommend the book. I actually mentioned that before. Um, I'm going to recommend the book as well afterwards. Yeah, uh, go. Oh, uh, the, the book is by an author uh, called uh, Michael Pollan. And the book is uh, The Omnivore's Dilemma. And it's about uh, where your food comes from. I mean, uh, the, the thing is that for, for eating better, you have to be aware of uh, where your food comes from. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, uh, it's a study of the, um, of the food chain from the very beginning of the generating of the food till you get it in your table. So it's, it's really, really interesting and it's packed of uh, incredible data. You wouldn't believe and it makes you think about what you eat and yeah reading that has it it has been really eye-opener uh because it makes you think a lot and consider um when you go to buy your groceries it makes you consider what you buy and eat and and, and not so yeah uh the omnivore's dilemma yeah. Okay, great. We're going to add this to the show notes. And I think, can we can we connect that with what you mentioned before about looking for inspiration? Like, that is like the things that feed our creativity, like inspiration and how this, you know, this book might connect as well with being aware of how you feed yourself. Um, I hadn't 
thought about it, but it makes sense. I mean, everything is connected. I mean, yeah. you, you, there is not uh, the Ivan Castro letter artist, and there is not the Ivan Castro book, and there is not the Ivan Castro father. I mean, it's it's all the same guy. So everything yeah. is, is connected. So so yeah, maybe it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Great. So I wanted to recommend this book that I I mentioned already. That it's been out for a while, I believe, but um, you know, it touches on the topic of finding your passion um, or this understanding that you need to find your passion. And it's called So Good They Can't Ignore You uh, by Cal Newport, I guess you pronounce it Newport. Um, he really outlines the step that you can help, you know, you can use to help you find your passion or develop a passion. Um, And I resonated a lot with the things he said in that book because, um, you know, through my story, like finding, you know, it, through my path with lettering and trying to get better at it and stuff, there's a lot of steps that he um, outlines there that I really resonated with. So I would totally recommend that to you if you're looking for your passion. Um, this is uh, something will, that will bring a lot of light um, on um, on this topic, right? So... It was, yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, about the book I recommended, I mean, it's a 500 pages book. So if someone is kind of intimidated for it, Michael Pollan has also a show on Netflix, uh, a four chapter mini series, which is called Cooked. And it's way more uh, affordable uh, uh, time-wise than, than the book. So yeah, it's a good way to start thinking about what you eat. Great, we're going to so add this to the show notes as well. So It was such an honor to have you, Ivan. Um, where can oh. people find you, lastly? Yeah, well, you, you have my website, uh, which is uh, ivancastro.es. Um, you can find me on Instagram. Uh, yeah, the website is kind of the last time I updated it. It was like three years ago, maybe. So yeah, but there is a big part of my portfolio and other, and other things. And yeah, my Instagram is something daily fed. Um, I'm Ivan Castro Lettering on Instagram. And yeah, basically that's it. And you have my books as well. Uh, yeah, sure. The ABC of, yeah, the ABC of Custom Lettering that, um, that you already talked about. And there is another book uh, that was published last year, which is uh, Lettering to the Max. Um, that is more affordable for uh, beginners because it explains the same concepts as the ABC, but in a more uh, affordable way. Yeah. Amazing. We're going to add this to the show notes as well. Um, you Thank can find me, the host of the show, on social networks as well, at Martina Flor on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. If you have a question or comments, go to Martina Flor dot com slash podcast where you can see previous episodes find show notes and send voice memos with your comments and questions you can comment on the things we spoke about in this episode um, and we will play them in in future episodes so you can if there's a, a thought or something you want to say about what we discussed in this episode Just send it as a voice memo and uh, we will play it on the next episode. Uh, you can also find this episode and comment on my YouTube channel. So if you go to martinaflor.com slash YouTube um, and you can also listen to this podcast on your favorite uh, podcast app. Um, this is it for today. Uh, if you love this episode, of course, subscribe to this podcast. And if you leave us a review, it will help other peers find it. Um, Thank you all for listening. Thank you, Ivan, for being there. And see you in the next... Amazing. Thank you so much for being there. And see you on the next episode of Letter Now.